Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't turn us off. No, it's Melody and Foreman, and if it's happening in Halifax, you might hear about it here every week. Potentially. Like, are you just like Melody and always wear oversized men's sweaters? What would you say if we told you, and we will tell you, that full contact medieval combat is a thing that exists right here, right now. How do you deal with the boyfriend who won't say, I love you? What do you do when you don't have a microwave? Plus, whether or not I'm living with a sleepwalker and the tale of soft, cuddly, harmless, not imposing at all, friend of the show, Dawson Miller. <laughs> hey, this is country singer Brett Kissel, and you're listening to one of the top 200 morning shows Melody and Foreman on Hot Country 103.5. We have shared stories of Jake's 260-year-old haunted farmhouse in Bridgewater on here before. There was newspapers on the wall from 1812, and I was reading them, and out of the corner of my eye, I seen a silhouette of a man standing at the base of the stairs. <gasps> I see a little silhouette, oh, every so time. a man's got a moose, got a moose, will you do the pandango? Lots of stories like that, which we have also on the show, put forward to Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia. Uh, it really does, especially um, if you buy um, a property and then really start renovating it um, and doing heavy renovations. Mm. If there's any energy that's already there, uh, that's definitely a common theme that would really stir it up and make it become more active. Ah. Yeah. So they are coming with us. To Jake's house today. I can't believe we somehow made this work. I know. <laughs> Jake's here standing by. Are you ready to figure out what the hell is going on at your house today? Yes, I'm definitely excited to scare the living Jesus out of you. I am too. Foreman hopes for the sake of the show that we do have some ghostly encounters, but for the sake of his uh, well-being at nighttime. I want nothing to happen. I'm I terrified. I want everything to happen. Me too. And I've already been told by Ashley, don't you dare bring a ghost home with you. That's my fear. <laughs> I'm scared something's going to latch on us. and It better be stuck in your house. <laughs> Ashley is such a sweetheart. God love her. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I may have had a chat with him this morning while I was getting ready. And I was like, if anything's going to happen today, just touch Foreman on the shoulder, please. <laughs> But, like, be nice. We're not there to be mean to whatever's there. No. We're just, exactly. We're just trying to know. We're just trying to learn. But just let whatever's there know that today is the day to make contact. Because if he doesn't, uh, we will be extremely let down. <laughs> yeah, I already said that, too. Okay. Bridgewater's a long way for nothing to happen. I know. Actually, isn't that on the sign? When Welcome to Bridgewater, where nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> World's largest nursing home. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I'm excited to find out because you have some theories already just based on talking to people in and around the neighborhood about who the ghost is. So I'm excited to find out if your theories are correct or if it's another ghost entirely or maybe there's more than one. Yeah, what what do you what is your general theory? What is your thinking going into this on what is happening at your house? Well, I'm pretty sure, like, just from talking to the people that it's a uh, great-grandfather that lived there and passed away there. But then I also have two pictures of the great-grandfather's sister, like, side-on from when I was doing renovations. So you could see her face in one of the photos. Mm -hmm. 
Are you aware of anything like uh, tragic that would have happened there? Um, the only thing I know that happened was he passed away there peacefully, but that was it. Okay. okay. But he loved that house and he's not leaving. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> would you like him to leave? Uh, honestly, he's not mean or anything. Like, he's not doing anything. So, I mean, I don't care if he doesn't leave. Kind of a good <laughs> built-in security system. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Who needs a guard dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. i also just generally excited to see your house because I've seen the pictures and it's beautiful and... And terrifying. And, well, yes. <laughs> Yes, I can't wait to finally show you the tub. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, you renovated the fancy old tub. Well, we've got we've got the pictures of the outside of the house at hotcountry1035.ca and some of our previous discussion with you about who it is, your experiences and paranormal investigations Nova Scotia who are <laughs> agreeing to accompany us today mm-hmm. with all their special ghost hunting toys and tricks and all that They're stuff. They're not toys, Foreman. No, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Anything else you would like? No, that's good for me. Garlic, salt. (laughs) A crucifix. (laughs) No, we gotta let the witches in. Okay. Right. It's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. Yes. Would you like a... Oh, I I did uh, pick up a black flame candle, so... Ooh. Oh, perfect. (laughs) I am friends with three of my friends. Five exes. Why? Well, it's not like we're, you know what? I shouldn't even say this. So the one is the very first guy that I ever dated when I was 18. And we just became friends again, just through social media, like just messaging. And, you know, that's more of like a nostalgia friendship. Like, oh, your first ever boyfriend was when you were 18. Yes. (laughs) Shut up. You locked away in a basement somewhere? (laughs) Chastity belts and everything. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. And then I have another ex who I dated when I was 20. And we we did stay friends after that. I used to go to his bar with first dates. like, And then we would talk about those dates afterwards. Uh, and then my university boyfriend, who I've talked about on this show many, many times. We mm-hmm. had a very tumultuous uh, mm-hmm. past. But we did become friends again. Um, although we haven't talked in since I started dating Tom. <laughs> 11 good. and a half years ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> it seems like a good thing. But my other two exes, my most recent exes in my life, mm-hmm. I don't talk to anymore. I don't talk to any ex. Any? No, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to look, find them on Facebook. I'm not Facebook friends with these people. I don't know. But, would they, but they would have been, no, I guess that doesn't really count because they would have been exes af, before Facebook was a thing for you because you and Ashley have been together for 12 years. Since 2007. Yeah, which yeah. is when Facebook started. Yeah, uh, and I reluctantly only just started. I think I was late to the game with Facebook, but yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's why you're not friends with them, because that all existed after you dated. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to become friends with you uh, after the fact. No. I don't care. I don't care. Like, it doesn't. I don't want to be friends with you, but you. I'm in the minority. Really? There's a poll that came out that shows the majority of people are friends with an ex. I mean, maybe you just, it just didn't work because you just weren't, you know, romantically compatible, but there was nothing wrong with, you know, you people. I like to think, uh, make, you make you make yourself feel better by thinking there's many things wrong with that other person. <laughs> That's how you justify it. Wow, someone sounds bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to know if you are uh, in the majority with Melody and friends with an ex or in the minority and ain't got time for that, like Foreman. 
<laughs> Lori, you're you're with Melody. Um, well, they're okay as people. Just because we didn't work out romantically doesn't mean they're bad people. Are you sure? So, <laughs> all yeah. Is- yeah, sometimes I might be the bad person, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm never the bad person. Um, well, I'm friends with my very first boyfriend that I ever went out with a long, 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 long time ago. And I live in his house now. I rent it from him. <sighs> but he doesn't live there with you. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> but he do no, pay he does him not money. Live with me. And then my other ex that I'm friends with is, is my old husband. We were together for a long time and we have kids together, so... I guess you, yeah, I mean, especially for the kids' benefit, it, it works out for everyone if you can get along with him. Are you legitimately well, yeah, and I think it's great because my daughter was telling a story to her friends at school and they were like, your parents are friends? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> but you're actually friends? You know, it's not just like we get along for the sake of the kids. You're, you're actually friends? Well, I mean, we don't like hang out socially. I don't call them up and say, let's go see a movie or anything <laughs> like that. But like if I think if I see something hilarious or want to tell him something, I'll just call him up and we'll wow. chat for a half hour while he's driving or something. Like, Well, you do call up your very first boyfriend if your washing machine breaks. So <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but Lori, you're not friends with all your exes. That's true. My most recent one. And ah. I will, uh, he's, uh, he's a terrible person. So. I mean, but, if I can be friends with other exes, no problem, then there's got to be a problem with you. Yes, I exactly. I don't know. A very wise person once told us, Lori, that just because they're an ex doesn't mean they're a bad person. <laughs> I think well, in the same conversation. This one is. Sometimes when they're an ex, they are a bad person. And this one is. We've had heard from people this morning uh, texting 902-425-1035 like Justin uh, says, yes, I am friends with an ex because we share a three-year-old son together and we try to get along for him to see mommy and daddy can be friends and respectful towards each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's a separate issue because you're doing it for the sake of your son. Yes. And you're not actually friends with them. You but, wouldn't otherwise communicate with them if you didn't have to. Well, uh, you can call too, 902 425 1035, if you are friends with your ex or not, and why. And thank you for calling Nick. Yeah, no, I was just calling about my ex. Anytime they air out my laundry. <laughs> please. Oh, please. Yeah. Tell us, dish. <laughs> I actually moved to New Brunswick for an ex. Um, stayed with them for three years, and oddly enough, we were both nurses, uh, and actually the reason we broke up is because I had a kidney stone, uh, unbeknownst to us at the time, and he told me to get over it. Oh! Yeah, and they suck. (laughs) Yes! You don't just get over it. What do you mean? Also, as a nurse, you'd think of all people, it would be... Like, you know exactly how it works, don't you? (laughs) Excruciating pain that's sometimes compared to childbirth. Yes. And it happened on our three-year anniversary. um, And I was home on the floor, sick, um, in a lot of pain, and (laughs) called him to come get me. And obviously, knowing he's a nurse, I knew that, you know, that might not happen. So I had to call an ambulance because I couldn't walk. Oh. Uh, get to, yeah, I get to the hospital and he comes and sits with me for three hours after I had to pay that ambulance bill. I was like, wait, like I thought you couldn't come pick me up. Oh my. Buddy's, buddy's just playing games with you, man. Yeah, my God. Like, I was like, whatever. Like, at least I probably lost five pounds in sweat from the pain. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> I knew when uh, when Ashley and I were together for four months, uh, I had to have my appendix out 
That's a lot of pain. Now I didn't I didn't have to I didn't have to get it out of my body myself like you probably did with your kidney stone. <laughs> so I feel for you. <laughs> but she she used my car. She was still in college. I had just finished and she used my junky old car and took me back and forth to the hospital and paid wow. for all the parking and stayed with me and uh, a keeper. I yeah. I know. A couple weeks later, I asked her to move across the country with me, and she did, and now she's stuck. <laughs> and that's why, that's why they're oh, married, and you guys are exes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have an ex I do get along with, but no, I thought this story was way more fun. Yeah, we don't <laughs> care about that one. That's not fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hey, it's Scotty Cohen. <gasps> Scotty! Scotty! Yeah, there we are. It's Scotty! <laughs> Scotty! little buddy. Oh, you must have exes lined up. <laughs> it's it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not friends, friends. I've, I've got, like, I think I only have three, and they're all in school, uh, but we're all Facebook friends, right? Yes. Mm. But, you know, you know, it's just the typical once a year you get a notification, it's their birthday, so it's like you send happy birthdays, you put a like when they show pictures of their kids, exactly. you send them nudes, stuff like that, <laughs> nothing really serious. Right. Just your casual Facebook friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I only send them nudes because I want to make sure they realize how much I've deteriorated and it keeps keeps them away. Yeah, you yeah, know, I don't want them otherwise. to think for just a second, you know. <laughs> He was kind of, oh, that's what he looks like. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Otherwise, that's they'd not... be beating down your door. <laughs> yeah, like I had, to, I had to send a bunch out lately just because of this uh, rockin' little body thing because they're like, oh, maybe he's fixed <laughs> right. himself now. Right. He has not fixed himself up at all. One farmer scarecrow is Scotty's Facebook nudes. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's good to ha- you know to know their location status, too, right? Mm. Yes, you yes, know? of course. Just for some, right. some light stalking every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't wear stockings in the pictures, but... Oh, oh, oh stocking. Okay. We can't help it. This is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. It was Angela Lansbury doing in a club for Slither and the Hufflepuff. <laughs> I will tell you. Oh, it's a pale as old as time. <laughs> so as old as rock. What are you talking about? She was there and she was hanging out. Not literally hanging out as in letting it all hang out. She just happened to be there. She was more of the beauty than the beast. <laughs> Bareback beast, yes sir. <laughs> Director John Waters, who directed movies like Serial Mom, wrote about it in his book a couple years ago. But Angela's no longer with us, so that's why all these things are coming out now. The club was called Hellfire, okay. not to be confused with a group on Stranger Things. Right. And don't worry about the mental imagery of Mrs. Potts enjoying a bit of crumpet because according to him, she didn't do anything freaky. Okay. She just stood there taking it all in, again, not literally, as all the freaky freaks played a friendly game of hide the bishop around her. <laughs> and there's nothing weird about that. No. At all. She was just merely being their guest. <laughs> Putting their service to the test. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, Melody, mm-hmm. has done a skit about you. <sighs> sort of. Okay. It's already fall. Winter will be here soon. Right now, millions of chilly women are sitting in their very drafty apartments without boyfriends. Hallelujah. 
That's the difference. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can help. For only $1 a day, you can provide giant, broken-in men's sweatshirts for single girls who get cold easy. <laughs> you say this as I'm wearing my husband's sweater. <laughs> and his t-shirt. <laughs> Other than the single women part, this, yes. this is you. Every giant sweatshirt features a unique boyfriend design, like New England Patriots, Slipknot, or Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. You it's wear true. stuff all the time. I do. Well, it's so cozy. So, you know, just like a, you don't have to be a single woman. This is the service for single women who don't have, you know, boyfriends or husbands who are already just leaving their clothes all over the ground for you to pick them up. But yeah. if you are not uh, one of those husbands that 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 does that just know like preemptively just leave your stuff out i mean you were gonna do it anyway let's be honest <laughs> what the husbands the boyfriends yes yes, yes. so just like yes. at least if you're gonna leave your crap everywhere like leave leave the cozy sweater uh leave the the t-shirt that i just like the way it fits right you know, just make sure those are the things that are left out so when i wake up at uh five in the morning and i don't want to shower and i just want to roll out of bed and go to work i can just grab it off the floor give it a sniff test and go <laughs> glad you put that much effort into today <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Do you wear oversized men's sweaters? 902 425 1035, Sarah. Yes. Um, there was a sweater in particular of my husband's that I gave him like five or six years ago. Um, he's worn it like twice. And he said that he never wanted to wear it because it was too nice looking. Oh. Too nice. I don't wear it. So I mean, I just adopted it as my, and now it sits in my closet. I've never heard of that excuse before. I, it's just, it's too, I can't wear it because it's so nice. I don't want to get it dirty. Yeah, I can't yeah. lounge on the couch, wear it to bed, <laughs> cut the grass with it, and go under the car in the same shirt. It's too nice. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I shop, I personally shop in the men's section for my sweaters half the time or my t-shirts. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I love over, like, I love oversized sweaters and men's sweaters. I think, I'm pretty sure, have longer sleeves because I roll up my sleeves a lot mm -hmm. and then they get stuck in the short position, but men's sweaters, they have longer sleeves. Yep. Melody couldn't agree with you more. Right I literally now. just showed Foreman how I've got Tom's sweater all rolled up on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so comfortable. I agree with you completely. And they just fit differently. They just, oh, men's sweater and leggings, and you're good. But now yeah. he doesn't have this sweater to wear. You should be more like Sarah and just shop in the men's section in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, but then I gotta go to the mall and I gotta buy some things. When it's on my bedroom floor, why would I do that? It's just so readily available. Tell us about your uh, fashion choices, Chris. Uh, it's not a choice, it's a lack of options. Um, and by that, I mean, I don't take the option to look for my own stuff. It's I see this particular sweater or sorry, hoodie sitting where it's at. And I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm just going to put that on. And it's more so because of the fact that it just, it fits me perfectly. Like my wife is five foot one and I'm not that short. So it's a smaller hoodie. It's just, it, it fits me snug, I guess. Ah, by it fits you it. perfectly, you mean you're, you're bulging muscles out of it. <laughs> no, no, not that much. It's just, it, it, it it fits comfortably that I can either sit at the computer work on uh, college work or I can sit and watch TV or take the dog out. So. But just to be clear, but, it's your wife's sweater that you're wearing. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> not my own, not my own. No, no, no. My hoodies are like three feet away in the dresser. I can open that drawer and pick out any of the ones that I know are comfortable yes. and that I will wear anywhere. <laughs> However, this one's hers, and she has been stealing mine for the better part of the last seven years. I see. So I've taken one in seven years. And how does she feel about that? She wants it back, and I keep saying, yeah, sure, I'll give it back to you when we do laundry. And then I do laundry, and I fold it and stick it in my drawer. <laughs> and she goes looking for it, and she's like, where's my hoodie? I'm like, oh, it's still down in the laundry pile because I haven't washed it yet. Meanwhile, oh. it's sitting in the drawer right under her nose. Wow, this sounds like you guys maybe need to talk to someone else about this. <laughs> <laughs> the lies hey. flying around in your house, Chris? Yeah, it, it's the only thing we argue about most days, okay. so I'll take it. And now what's your wife's phone number? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing that one. I know that game. Well, uh, my wife, Ashley, uh, is a bit of a different story, and so that's why she is standing by on the phone, <laughs> because you never wear any of mine. No. Why? They're stinky. Who knows the last time he washed them? Ah, the plot thickens. <laughs> They're all stinky. I've got my own sweaters. <laughs> Over, so I love wearing Tom's men's, well, obviously men's, oversized sweaters. You're wearing it right I'm now. I'm wearing it right now because they're just so cozy. Like, cozier than anything I own because they're big and not confining. They don't stink? Uh, well, it, they smell nice enough that they pass the sniff test. <laughs> <laughs> You did just have COVID, so maybe your smell is not. That's true. <laughs> well, and they're honestly not that big either. Like, they're all from, like, when you were in high school. When was the last time you bought a new sweater? Uh, it was the, the black one with the maple leaf. Right. The only one that you wear now. <laughs> because all of them were from high school, and they probably have holes in them. And the they're Halifax like one. You can see through them. There's two. <laughs> There's two from the last year. Smelly, <laughs> holy, and not that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, why did I call? <laughs> we have a summarizing your wardrobe right now. <laughs> uh, thanks for whatever you buy me next to Costco. <laughs> we did get a text from somebody too who uh, says they lost three of their best sweaters in high school because of ex-girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Silly me! I didn't even think of the Keith Urban song that paints the exact picture perfectly. Take a record, take your freedom, take your memories, I don't need them. Take your space and take your reasons, but you'll think of me. Here it comes. And take your cat and leave my sweater, cause we have nothing <laughs> yeah. left to wear. See? Dig your hat, leave my sweater, it's yep. mine! Yep. You don't get it anymore! I thought he said, take your cat, leave my sweater, which also was really delightful. <laughs> I wish it was that. It should have been. <laughs> really missed an opportunity yeah. there. Like, I don't want your damn cat. <laughs> your cat hates me. <laughs> anyway, let's get one one more uh, bit of commentary on the topic here at 902-425-1035. Who's this? Hi, it's Scotty calling. <gasps> Scotty! It's Scotty! Come on, Scotty! He's got a rockin' little buddy! Calling about that rockin' little body's sweaters that your partner likes to wear? Uh, yes, uh, I have no sweaters. My wife has several that are <laughs> too large, and now my daughter started claiming them. <laughs> what I don't understand is why is it it's okay for them to wear my sweaters, 
But if I put my wife's bra on my face and walk around going buzz, 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 <laughs> like I'm a big insect or something, it's weird. It's like, don't do that. They snatch it right out of your hand. That's a really good question, Scotty. That's a really great visual, too, you've given us. That's- yeah. So. Oh. Uh, so many things to ponder. <laughs> yeah, that's why I waited right to the end. <laughs> Do you know anybody who sleepwalks? No, and I'm glad I don't because the idea of it is terrifying to me. It is, and I discovered that my wife Ashley suddenly may be a sleepwalker. (gasps) What? Yesterday morning, like early, early morning, coming downstairs to go out and come do the show, and we're up in the middle of the night. Everyone's asleep. It's dark. I heard footsteps. And I was just coming down the stairs. I was absolutely freaked out, but I was right near the light switch. So I fumbled around, turned it on. She's right there in front of me oh. with like, you know, your eyes are closed. Ah, why did you turn the light on? Kind of look. Yeah. Holding her phone and a water bottle. And I'm asking her, what are you doing down here? What is going on? And she didn't answer me. She didn't answer me at all. And just she, went off the, she went off stairs and went to bed as if she was asleep. Yeah. I only found out. <laughs> When I came home after doing the show yesterday, and I came in the door and said, hey, sleepwalker. (laughs) And she said, I wasn't sleepwalking. I slept down there in the spare room all night. Oh, no. (laughs) And you didn't even know? It to be nice because she's been sick and she was up coughing and she didn't want to disturb anyone by coughing all night. Woman is surprised to hear that you slept so peacefully that you had no idea that your wife was not in bed with you. <laughs> well, 902 425 1035 is our number. And who's this? Hey guys, it's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? Hey, pal. I got you beat, Foreman. Okay. My wife literally has pictures of me while I'm sleeping because my eyes are open when I'm dead asleep. No, you're an eye-open sleeper. That's the weirdest thing. Yep, and my daughter inherited it as well. (gasps) No! (laughs) Why does that... Do we know why that happens? Now, here's the funny thing. If you try and ask me a question while I'm asleep, I will answer it fully truthfully and coherently. But no. I will have no recollection of it. Oh, oh, that could be a very damning thing for you. Can we take you to a sleep clinic, Austin? <laughs> my uh, my parents have done it before, and I gave up my dad's secret fund that we were saving for stuff that my mom didn't want us to buy. <gasps> Hunting stuff for guy stuff that me and my dad wanted to buy, and we had it in the boot fund. <laughs> you and, told the sleep experts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, my mom was like, well, why do you guys have a boot fund? Because we buy stupid things, <laughs> was my response. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, boy. And there was only one other time, and it only has ever happened once, I woke up at work. <gasps> what? <laughs> Here, here's the kicker. I lived an hour away from my job. Oh, that's... Great. Wow. That's great. Scared the ever-living hell out of me. Pardon the French. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, I woke up in my truck 
I had had a shower, I had gotten dressed in my work attire, and I had my lunch made and at work. Oh, in your sleep. Good news is you didn't need all the hunting stuff, though, because you already found a deer on your way there. <laughs> no, no, no. No, actually, I was extremely surprised. I checked my truck as soon as I got woke up, and nothing was wrong with it. Wow. Okay, it was the thing ever. Oh, good. Then that makes uh, that joke funny and not awful, Norman. <laughs> you know, testing the waters. <laughs> Missouri woman hands out let's keep in touch Ouija boards at her funeral. I just love, she planned ahead. (laughs) She did. (laughs) That's one of many headlines in the news this week that we can't make up, but we can round up. Manure spill causes cars to slide off the road and divert. That's crappy. (laughs) Funnier the second time I made it too, right? It's so much funnier. Well, actually, in another utterly unfortunate situation, a milk truck was stolen during an afternoon delivery in Lower Sackville. What? What are you doing? He obviously—he he wasn't just skimming a bit off the top. Oh. It was the whole milk <laughs> truck. How dare he? those jokes, Corbin. <laughs> and the poor actual delivery driver, he really do, did. He lost his way. Oh, those are cheesy. <laughs> he can't make the cheese if he doesn't have the milk truck anymore. Come on. <laughs> Moving on, yes, finally. Thank God. <laughs> More headlines of the week that we can't make up, but we are rounding up. Dump truck driver charged after container stuck upright under Mississauga 401 overpass. <laughs> Straight up, bam. Oh, my heavens. Texas thief caught stealing 14-foot-tall skeleton decoration in broad daylight, quote, leisurely dismembering it into the back of an SUV. (laughs) What are you? I know. Florida man with coexist tattoo charged with hate crime. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Naked Florida man wearing cowboy hat attacks woman with machete. Why? Because she didn't have a crack pipe. That jerk. How dare she? It's Florida. Drunk Pennsylvania man charged after stripping naked and jumping into convenience store bagged ice freezer. He was just, he had a fever. So hot. (laughs) The only prescription is a bagged ice freezer. 19-year-old Pennsylvanian caught with the legally imported six-month-old kangaroo that he was trying to sell on Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) Found in your local area. Oh my, wow. It's just bizarre. None of these are working out for these brilliant people. There's so many more. South Carolina man tries selling his ex-girlfriend's mom's ashes for drugs. Wow. Why is that worth it? (laughs) Custom agents find $400,000 worth of meth in condoms stuffed inside pumpkins. What? You know what? That was worth a try. It's the turducken of meth smuggling. <laughs> oh, Massachusetts woman tries to stop cops from carrying out an eviction by unleashing thousands of bees. <laughs> Unleash the bees! <laughs> How do you get visitors to leave your home? Please New- tell me. New York man tries setting his shower curtain on fire. <gasps> That'll do it. <laughs> Arrested in charge with second-degree arson. Andy Dick is a tool. Thief. Oh. Allegedly. 
charged with stealing power tools from someone's garage. What are you doing with those, Andy? You've never used a tool in your life. No. No. (laughs) Couple more headlines of the week left that we can't make up, but we are rounding up like new study shows. All dogs. Go to heaven? (gasps) No. They all notice incompetence, but only female dogs judge you for it. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) And finally... Comedy Wildlife Photography Awards finalists include a photo of a zebra mid-jump and (laughs) mid-fart. The zebra alone. (laughs) I have never had to do this before in my life, ever, Hit the snooze button ever. You never hit no. this. What? Who? What? <laughs> Are you even human? Uh, I'm turning 39 in three weeks, and this is the first time in my life I have had to start hitting the snooze. You can accuse me for being a little too trigger happy with <laughs> those sound effects, but they are both warranted. Accurate. <laughs> who, who can function without snoozing? Because that's my life. Kevin, are you snoozing? I am like my father. I usually wake up about about 10 minutes before my alarm even goes off. Yep. I um, still set the alarm to be safe, but I don't think I've ever hit a snooze button in my life. I always wake up well before my alarm goes off. What time do you have to wake up in the morning? I mean, it's 7 now, so obviously you've been up for a while used to be around 4.30, but now now it's around 5.30. Mm, I sleep in for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my bodily, you know, it's been a few years for both of us of trying to get up this early, and so far, my body's still not naturally waking up at that hour. See, mine wakes me up, actually, prob- I'm the same as you, Kevin. Mine wakes me up, like, 20, 30 minutes before my alarm goes off every single time, but I still keep the alarm set just in case they fall back asleep. I never do, but just yeah. in case. <laughs> I've lived on four or five hours of sleep almost all my life. Yep. Wow. Well, you younger. I was, I was going to say you're living a healthier life than me, but I don't know, four or five hours nope. of sleep I don't think is enough. <laughs> Although the reason we're bringing this forward, Kevin, is because there's some new research at Notre Dame found that hitting the snooze isn't really that bad for you with, you know, unlike all the other stories about hitting the snooze button we've ever heard over the years. Mm. It's not that bad. It's the waking up to the alarm in general Mm. is bad. If you're naturally waking up without an alarm, you're healthier than everybody else. Mm. You know, it's easy for them to say because they don't even need an alarm. They've got the bells. (laughs) At Notre Dame. Dame. They gotta fix that hunch, but... (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) I remember as a little kid, my father never, never had to use an alarm. Well, I remember as a little kid when it was noon and my dad would come bursting into my room. Wake up! (laughs) It's time to cut wood! (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) I had a lot of fun as a kid. Uh, And Andrea, you have a question because of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a child, right? <gasps> oh, that's the thing that's changed. <laughs> what has changed? As a, as a mom myself, I have a 16-month-old who is putting us through the ringer right now. Oh, he's no. teething. He's 
got acid reflux. Oh. He's got a cold. It oh, is. Oh no! It is a nightmare. <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a nightmare. Except that you're never sleeping. You're awake for it. <laughs> you're just existing in a fog. Yeah, waking nightmare. <laughs> yes. Which is exactly what is going on. Um, but. Your child, I believe, is older than mine, so hopefully sleeping better. Yeah, well, we did. We just did a sleep consultant, and uh, it was a game changer for us, and that's the only reason why now I'm sleeping again and why this morning I didn't have to hit the snooze. Damn. There you go. Okay, you need to send me that person's number because I I've been trying to convince my husband that... That is something that we should uh, consider. Why would he want to endure it for longer than he needs to? Probably he's not the one waking up. Actually, he is currently because I am back to work, working full time and up really early. So I get to hear your guys' lovely show. Lucky you. Can't snooze through this. Well, Teresa, thank you for calling. You're exactly like Melody, too. I've never hit snooze in my life. I'm 47 years old. And my feet hit the floor when my alarm goes off. I immediately make my bed, and then I start my day. She immediately makes her bed. Do you have birds <laughs> tweeting on your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Well, what? I can't help it. I just, if I lay in bed, I just feel lazy. So, well, yeah, I get up. <laughs> Exactly. I just can't. For me, the part on this that I'm stuck on is the immediately making your bed. I I never. You know when I make my bed, company's coming over. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't leave the house if the bed isn't made. Why? Why? No. Who cares? You're not. You're not even home. And the next time you look at your bed, you're only unmaking it to get back in it. I also have all the dishes in the dishwasher. My counters are wiped. Okay. I, I hate coming home. I like to see nice and tidy when I come home. Wow. Spent a lot of years with kids throwing things wherever they wanted. Mm. So now I get to come home and the host looks exactly the same when I come home as it did when I left in the morning. I'm going to assume that along with the not having kids at home, you also no longer have a husband at home. because that, that's <laughs> Oh, the no, only- no, I do. He, he's like me. <laughs> oh, really? He has his own bed in his own room, uh-huh. and ah. he makes his bed as soon as he gets out of it. Wow. Because he's not allowed to leave the house until he does, <laughs> mister. <laughs> Enlighten Melody on how much better life can be without a microwave. No, you just, I don't, it just, it's not. I've been living this way for two weeks. You've heard my endless microwave issues, Mm -hmm. right? Before I had the microwave that was was shutting down every time we closed the door and I didn't know why that was happening and I had to change the circuit and we had to do all this stuff and when the real adults came to visit us, they fixed it for us. But now it just doesn't work at all. It's done. And it's been two weeks of hell. (laughs) (laughs) What's the worst, what's the number one most inconvenient thing now that you're living with because you don't have a microwave? Reheating coffee and heating up oatmeal. (laughs) I eat a lot of oatmeal as it turns out. Apparently it's quite important to you. Just stop eating oatmeal. I, you don't really find out how much oatmeal means to you until you're in a situation where it takes 15 minutes to make it. <laughs> well, Caitlin, thank you for calling. Are you on my side? Are we gonna? Is Melody gonna have it here? No, I'm with you. I don't understand how you don't have a microwave for. But first of all, we need to know why you don't have a microwave. What is your beef with a microwave? We ran out of time, Caitlin. Sorry. <laughs> 
table. I know, of all things. This is the man who has a, what is your, a Nescafe? What is your thing that you have? Your fancy schmancy coffee Oh, a Nespresso. Thing, a Nespresso. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. For convenience. It must be nice. It must be nice. So he does like convenience. I'm not going to r- ruin a fancy Nespresso coffee by reheating it in the microwave. Do you have chips? Don't, don't you ever have to reheat your coffee? Yes. Well, no. that's another. We have we have done this before. I am a. I believe in reheating coffee, Foreman. No, never, never, never. Kids <sighs> or no kids, it doesn't matter. Reheated coffee is disgusting. Okay, but don't you like popcorn? <gasps> don't yes. you like popcorn? Don't you like fun things? <laughs> Do you know how bad microwave popcorn is? You know how many chemicals are in those bags? Okay. Do you know how happy it makes your children? They don't love. You want your kids to be happy? They love smart food and the skinny pop popcorn, and so do I. It's wonderful, and it's already popped. What about your children that don't eat their food right away? Do you not heat them up? Do they have to eat it cold? <sighs> the food comes out of the oven, and they literally take their whole plate and put it in the fridge because it's too hot for them. We do not have that problem. Okay, well, I'm still not convinced, but. Uh... Well, convince me. I don't know how else to besides the fact that like microwaves are life and I use mine every day, multiple times a day. Microwaves are life. L Y F E. I agree. You guys can't even spell. <laughs> it's because of all the radiation. Hey, that's been that's been debunked. <laughs> Thank you. I used to be we used to be addicted to microwave popcorn all the time. Look, why I've I've had microwaves. I maybe I've had too much microwaves. We used to have one of those big honking old eighties microwaves that my parents would use, and my mom would say, "Oh, we're gonna I'm gonna make a big thing of uh, potatoes," and she'd peel potatoes, put them in a dish, and put them in their microwave for half an hour, oh. <laughs> and then mash them. Okay, we've discovered uh, the root of this, like so many of Foreman's issues. <laughs> down to something his mom did as a child and I'm sure just a few therapy sessions later Foreman would have a microwave again and then she probably said hey Windsor I mean Foreman come mash these potatoes <laughs> and it's back to the horse Jessica I mean Jessica do you need a microwave you do not need them okay so we've been what eight years we have not had a microwave uh, sorry Caitlin um you do not need to radiate your food I don't know what you're feeding your children, but cook it in the oven or the stove or the barbecue. But I, okay, I don't have a barbecue because rich. I am not rich. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a barbecue. Are you going to cut a lot of people? I am sorry. One percent. Foreman. Barbecue is not a 1%. Must be the, nice. one, the 1% wouldn't come anywhere near a barbecue. No, and the coffee you can heat up in a pot. No big deal. Guys, it takes Lovely. so long. This is, I know you can do everything that you can do in a microwave on the stove and in the oven. It's not that you can't do it. It's that it takes precious time. You're the one who seems to need all these extra luxuries, actually. Oh, I need my food's not hot enough. My coffee's not hot enough. I need to be babied and pampered by my microwave. When I'm eating my coffee that is four days old, I need to reheat it in the microwave. I need the radiation to kill all that bacteria so I can guzzle it down and get that good, good stuff in my veins. Maybe that's why I am so busy all the time is because I don't have a microwave. Maybe I should get a microwave. No, I don't like how this is. You're welcome. No, no. You can get all that time back. Unlike this this conversation, which you will never get back. <laughs> it's true. We should have hung up before Melody started to convince you that your life should be ruined.
help that this is what's in the headlines this week. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is tragically trending. Sometimes the internet gives us hope and maybe even love. And that's what Brett Eldridge is hoping for this Christmas. Relationship-wise, you know, I think I, I think there's a lot of uh, wonder and romance to the idea of love at Christmas. And so, like, I got to... Lo- I love my family and everything and don't have that like person I share my life with exactly, but I'm very open to it and I'm getting closer by the day and I'm very optimistic. Well, well, well. It sounds like he wants a real life Hallmark Christmas movie, which I so happen to have written for him. So... You go home for Christmas to your small, quaint town of Paris, Illinois, population 8,000. Then, you run into a childhood sweetheart named Holly, or Noel, or Carol, or Joy, who you bump into in some unfortunate way, like you step on her foot during a line dance at the community barn and she sprains her ankle. But you get past that big misunderstanding and you end up working together because she needs to fill a spot last minute in the big Christmas concert that she's prepared for the whole town and you happen to be a world-renowned singer but you almost don't make it because of some meddlesome exes, which includes your high school best friend, who was actually always secretly jealous of you, but you do make it, and you sing this. This fire is nice, (laughs) but so are your eyes. Everybody dances. And then it snows, and you kiss Holly Noel Carol Joy under some mistletoe, and then you choose love over your career. Sorry, no, that plot point's only for women. Men get to have it all. But then we find out that you're secretly a prince of a country called Venovia. What? And your father, the king, is played by Willie Nelson. What? Of course. And it all ends with a big sing-along and an epic duet between you and Nellie. Nellie? Willie. He's there, too. (laughs) Downtown baby. You'll see him, baby. Yep. All right. Join Melody now. This is why we have our dating and relationship expert Geneva Dickey here from the Book of Love Canada every Wednesday. Dear Geneva, he won't say I love you. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I've been with my partner for eight months. He treats me well and his actions make me feel secure in our relationship, but he doesn't talk about how he feels about me. He has a bit of an avoidance style and with that is emotionally distant. The problem is I'm the opposite. I wear my heart on my sleeve. He acts like he cares about me, but I don't want to keep pouring my heart into this and find out down the road I'm not the one. I know actions should mean more than three silly words. Am I wrong to assume that he should be able to say how he feels about me by now? Should it even matter? It should matter, I think. Obviously, it matters to her. Okay, love languages aren't the same for everyone, but eight months does does seem like a long time to be with someone where you haven't necessarily expressed some sort of terms of endearment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to probably be more on her side, considering I, uh, Ashley and I packed up and moved across the country for a while at four months. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my husband and I said I love you after a month. A month? Mid-coitus, I said it to him. What? I mean, he had no choice but to say it back, but You whatever. trapped him. <laughs> We're married now and we have kids. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but I'm, but I'm just oh, no. saying, like I, I, you know, and not everybody has to be like that and move that fast. But you do tend to feel those feels for the person you feel them for quickly, don't you? Geneva. See, this hits home for me because it took my boyfriend nine months to say it to me. Wow. But so yes. she's almost there though at eight months. She's almost there. So there's a couple points here that I want to point out for her. Number one, she's saying to herself, she sees his actions. There's a lot of people out there that show their love with actions. Yes. And I learned in my relationship to keep an eye out for those actions and translate that to love without the words for those one to nine months. Um, and I did, I appreciated that. And that's what she's saying too. She's appreciating those actions. She, show, she, she knows that he shows love that way. Now, her saying, do those words matter? She's writing into a radio station, so they matter to her. That's yes. a need in her relationship. And it's okay to have a conversation saying, hey, like, how are you feeling about this? I know we want it to be this big romantic gesture and for him to say it mid-coitus, like Melody. <laughs> Um, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but sometimes it has to be an adult conversation, and that's okay too, and that's just a special. Scotty Gavin said that exact thing. Eight months in, there shouldn't be anything weird about just asking straight up. Now tell me, are you really gonna love me forever? And where am I caught in a hit and run? Straight up, now tell me, is it gonna be you and me together, or are you just having fun? Who sings that? And she knows he's not just having fun. She knows that he cares about her. He just hasn't said those words. And also, I want to give her a little note. Does he come from a family that just doesn't say that? They show their love through actions, and he just hasn't have the life practice of saying it. Because that's something, too, you know, we have to be careful of, is that different upbringings create different results here. We are getting some texts. Natasha Hamilton says, My baby daddy didn't say I love you until our baby was two months old. Whoa! Oh yeah, she said, didn't upset me. I knew he loved me. He didn't need to say it. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, Amber says, my boyfriend is kind of like the same way he says I love you, but he shows it rather than says it. And she appreciates right. it so much with the way that he shows it. It's so effective, she doesn't need him to say it. It's so yeah. effective, she doesn't need him to say it. Yes. That means something to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> that wow. means her love language isn't words of affirmation. Yes, yes. Acts of service. And this texter, uh, oh, Courtney. Courtney says, it's like when people say sorry. It doesn't mean anything without action. Actions speak louder than words. If he loves you, showing it means more than just claiming he does. And uh, Scotty wants to remind you, Foreman, it was Paula Abdul that said those wise words. What words? Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Uh, 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 am I in here and run? Right, I forgot you are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email melodyinformant at hotcountry1035.ca. Although Amber... Your boyfriend uh, is kind of the same as this guy who hasn't said I love you for months. He's really good at showing uh, like love, but he's, he doesn't like saying it. Like He does, but he doesn't. How long have you guys been together? We just had a year at the beginning of October. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What did you do for your anniversary? Um, he took me down to his family's camper uh, down in um, Elsford. Ooh. And we went to this, like, really good restaurant, and it was amazing. Ooh. Wow. And then 
we went to our friend's place for his housewarming party. Oh. Oh. Oh, you had us until that point. <laughs> it was my choice. It was my choice because we got invited and we were already away. And then okay. he's like, well, we can go. And I was like, well, we can if you want to. And then he was like, no, it's our weekend. And I was like, no, let's go. Oh, <laughs> he planned this whole weekend for you. <laughs> like, let's just socialize. And then you asked and he said no. And he said, we're going anyway. <laughs> Did he say I love you on your uh, anniversary weekend? Yes, he got me roses. <gasps> and he said it. Yes, he did. Well, do you think now he said it maybe in an attempt to keep you from having to go to the party? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it was going to stop us. But I was just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> wow. Wow, you really wanted to go. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Man. Now, we happen to um, kind of know your boyfriend. Yeah. His, his name is Dawson. Uh, very big dude. Melody wasn't on this particular Hot in the Harbor Friday night cruise, and neither were you, or were you? I was. I was there, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. You just couldn't see her past such a big man. He's so much, <laughs> like his, I've said on this show, his hand is as big as my head. <laughs> Dawson Miller is a, a big, uh, imposing dude, but a sweet, lovable so teddy nice bear. nice and funny. Everybody loves him. Like, everybody. You could put him in a room, like... You could put him in a room with anybody, and every all those people in that room will fall in love with him. Well, Exhibit A against Dawson. <laughs> I have to present for you, Amber. We know of a few people, when talking to him about his past hockey career, that may not love him. I'd have parents come up to me after the games, down like in the hallways, right outside the locker rooms, and just say that I was too big, and like my nickname was uh, China Shop, because every time I went out on the ice, the kids would just be laying all over the ice, and they'd just bounce off me. I think there's a few people that might have a grudge. Yeah, and the parents paying those hospital bills probably don't love it. <laughs> Your defense, Amber? Um, I still think everybody still loves him. Like, I think if those people saw him today, they would still love him. Aww. They'd be like, thanks for knocking me down. And, like, felt like the, he gave them that initial push to do something and keep going in, the, in that career. Huh. Right. Do you think they might only say that if they saw him in person and realized he's still twice the size of them? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, I went to high school with him. Like, I knew him, like, through high school. And he, like, when you first meet him, he, he was scary. Like, I was scared of him. <laughs> and then we met, like, a couple years later down the road. And then that's where everything, like, started. And I look at him, I'm just like, and I always say this to him because he doesn't want me to say it to other people. But I look at him. I'm like, oh, you're just a soft little boy. Like, you're soft. Like, you're not hard. Like, you're soft. And he gets mad at me all the time. Well, thank uh, you for saying it to us. Yeah. <laughs> now now it's publicly out there forever. <laughs> yes. I asked him. I was like, are you going to listen to the radio? Because if I tell him that I'm dating you, you know that they're going to call me. He's like, yeah, make sure you tell them. And I was like, okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> A soft little boy. Oh. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple that has a secret they would like to share with you because it seems to work pretty well for them. They're both 100 years old. It's Josephine and Alfred. Aw, of course. <laughs> They've been married for 75 years. Holy Hannah. Their secret to a long and happy relationship is to bicker every day. 
Huh. Every day, have a bicker. Nothing serious, just a bicker, and that avoids the big drag-out blowout fights. It makes sense, because the alternative is what my husband and I do. We never, ever, ever fight. That doesn't mean that we don't ever get angry. We just don't like confrontation. So I just save it all for a rainy day. You are not on a path to a 75th anniversary with that (laughs) that attitude. You gotta let that out. (laughs) Maybe on our 25th anniversary, it'll all come (laughs) crashing down. Well, this is the question today. Uh, It's 902-425-1035. What is... Is the secret to your happy long relationship? Who's this? Uh, Darius. Darius? All right. Wait a minute. Not that Darius. <laughs> you have a secret? Yeah, coffee. <laughs> coffee in the morning. Who makes the coffee in the morning? I do. Every time. Do you bring her her cup? Yeah, in in the morning when uh. If she's off, I'll bring it to her in bed. If she's uh, getting ready for work, I'll put it in uh, the vanity room. See? That's the secret. That's the real secret. It's the gestures, not the coffee, Darius. Oh, no, then I make my coffee. (laughs) He's saying, I tolerate her because I've had my coffee. Uh, (laughs) I was trying to save you, but you put it out there. (laughs) Well, hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Oh, Nana, what's the name? What's your name? It's Rihanna. Ah. <laughs> you have a secret to a long, happy relationship? Sorry. Well, it works for us, and uh, my tip would be don't share bank accounts. Ooh. I am, though. Yeah, so am I. And I, I think, I feel as though the, it's typical to share once you cohabitate. Why? What, what happened? Why shouldn't you share? I just think that um, your money's yours and his is his. And, like, my husband sends me his portion of the bills and I pay them. So then his extra money he can spend on what he wants and my extra money I spend on what I want. So in past relationships, it's been an issue about what I spend my money on. So hmm. this it's not now. Right. Do you do you divide the bills by a percentage based on how much you earn, though? Because it's not like you earn the exact same amount. Touche. We definitely do that. Huh. Huh. I couldn't math that math in my own household. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we just, everything goes into the same yeah, pot. exactly. And I don't know. <laughs> Things get paid. It's also why we have no money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got these guys. These guys, I didn't even know they existed in Halifax. The Halifax Citadels. We're talking to Land Pearson, who is the the president of the Halifax Citadels full-body medieval combat, uh, which, again, first time we ever heard of this, but this is actually an international sport with over 40 countries that compete in it. Land, what what do you? How do you get into full contact medieval fighting? What is it? Just like an outlet for all your pent up aggression? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. A lot of us just really like to get into armor and be very physical. Like <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, I love this. I'm so so into this. I didn't know this existed. I'm sure lots of people listening right now had no clue this existed. Same. I've never seen you guys uh, doing your thing at the commons. I would certainly remember seeing some guys in armor fighting each other with swords. <laughs> if I did but I love that this is someone was just like hey wouldn't it be fun if we all started hitting each other with medieval axes (laughs) just you know for a good time a lot of times people compare it to like armored MMA basically (laughs) uh, 
Come you know, if, if you're not hitting me as hard as you can, you're showing me disrespect. <laughs> the, like, it's just you guys wailing on each other. <laughs> what's, what's going on with that? Yeah, the largest uh, event I've been in is uh, when I was in Ukraine a few years ago. It would have been about 45 on 45. 45 so, like, people? Almost 100 people on the field. How do you have a limbs left? What is <laughs> <laughs> well, the armor actually does its job. It's amazing. Like, our ancestors <laughs> figured it out, you know? <laughs> is it quite, it is quite heavy. It's as heavy as it looks. Yeah, your uh, armor is about 60 to 80 pounds. It's got to be pretty expensive to get, too. People can get started for about $3,000. And, like, really, if you think about any of your hobbies, they can be, you know, it's not that cheap to get into. A new gaming computer, a mountain bike, those sort of things. It's just that this is such a weird niche sport. People are like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Where do you buy um, it? Like but- Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> I don't think Decathlon has armor in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of our gear up until recently came out of Russia and Ukraine because that's where the sport originated. Wow. Uh, the current conflict is causing issues with that. Uh, yeah. I currently can't ethically order anything from the Russian Smith, even though a lot of them have come out against the war. Sure. Uh, and some of the guys in Ukraine that are in western Ukraine, they're trying to keep their lives going, and so they're actually still doing a lot of making stuff, and a lot of the profits that they're making, they're diverting into supporting the war. So when the war broke out, a lot of these guys stopped making gear for our sport, and were making, like, uh, plates for flak fest. They were making tank traps, like, doing all this stuff to support their troops. And now it's constantly, they're like, you know, putting up auctions and all the proceeds go to like putting together gear for people and like making even their the people that used to make uh, we wear a gambus in under our armor. It's like our armor from our armor, like a padded clothing. Mm. So all these seamstresses are now making like webbing belts and all that sort of stuff for their troops. It's it's pretty amazing to see how they shifted focus and were able to support themselves. It puts things in perspective too, right? Because like, you know, we're here joking about you guys screwing around, screwing around swords, in the commons. Yeah. And of course that's going on somewhere else. And, 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 but Oh my gosh, that's yeah. fascinating. So we, uh, you can see you guys like how often you, you do this in the city. Yeah. Where we were at the commons more, uh, during COVID because mm. we needed to be out in open space. Yeah. Um, so we're, there, sort of, during the summer, we would be there sometimes every couple of weeks, but we normally train at the Military Family Resource Center on Monday nights mm-hmm. at uh, Windsor Park. I want to see this become a big thing. Screw pickleball. <laughs> Let's get full contact medieval combat going. Well, that's the big thing. Is no, So many people don't realize this is a thing they can do. No. So it is getting out to different stuff to be seen. So last year, actually, a few of us walked in the Spratfield Santa Claus Parade. <laughs> and so we're going to be doing that again this year. Because then people are going to go, why are there guys in armor? You know? <laughs> Mommy, that guy has a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hitting the other guy. <laughs> and every now and then, if there's a good group of kids, we'll stop and we'll smash each other. And then we'll carry on and be like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> hmm. If there were two radio hosts who are particularly very, very, very interested to come try it out. How? <laughs> Could we? Could we? Could we? Can we? Yeah, yeah. I would recommend that they, uh, you know, get a cup, like a piece of, you know, protective equipment, and bring water bottle and athletic clothes, and Do just I show up around six o'clock. Need a cup? 
You need two cups. <laughs> I need <some> seashells. <laughs> well, like, for men, it's a jock, and I think it's a jail for ladies or something. You know? Oh, it's an actual, I actually do need, okay. <laughs> Could get uncomfortable, yeah. What, is everyone doing nut shots? What is <laughs> no, so like, there aren't a lot of rules in our sport, uh, but feet, back of the knees, groin, and just the base of the skull are legal strike zones. Good. But just to be safe. <laughs> okay. We recommend you have some under armor. I took enough uh, shots there when I was in grade nine, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this. We have to do this. We yeah. really desperately want to do this. Because like I said, when we saw that this existed, our minds were blown. Yes. So the more people that can find out that you exist, the better. Because this is, exactly. this is cool. <laughs> and I have some loner gear. So you guys can show up. Yes. And we'll put you in armor. And you can play with each other. And we'll go <laughs> put you through your paces. Okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, Land. My husband would do this in a heartbeat. We'll bring him too. I... <laughs> No, he's not that fun. Yeah, I want to see the two of you fight each other. (laughs) (laughs) I always love when a couple is in armor fighting each other because then, like, I'm like, who didn't do the dishes last night? Remember that and fight them harder, you know? Melody, we said that you can't do a groin shot. (laughs) Guess what we are doing? We're playing games, so let's start. We're playing games, see so who's let's start. smart. We wanna see so who's let's smart. Start. We're playing games, so let's this start. This silly game about navigational charts. <laughs> what? I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> it could be about anything that you're an expert That's in. That's true. That's the name of the game this morning. What do you know a ridiculous amount of stuff about, and can you stump us with it? Oh gosh. Okay, silly game for a silly prize. You yeah. know, just don't don't have high expectations all around. Jake, are you an expert in something? Uh, three things. Okay. Uh, you get to choose. Okay. Cabinetry, mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or poker. Oh boy. Okay. Wait. I hear uh, Melody's immediate reaction seems to point me us no. in the direction of the MCU. But you are also an expert in the MCU, Foreman. That an expert? That doesn't seem fair. I don't know. When no. I hear expert, I hear Halcon level knowledge that nobody else knows or cares about. And I think that's what Jake possesses. I don't know. I mean, I've seen all the movies about 150 times, so. Oh, I've God. seen I've seen each of them once. I've oh. seen none of them. All right. No, I've seen Why? like maybe three of them. That's okay. You can borrow my DVDs. I have them all in order. All his questions might be about those three. Okay. Uh, okay, so are we going with that? Because I I also do like poker. Oh. And I just think, you know, in the broader context of you're listening, you're a, you have a busy day. This is something you could play along with. Okay. I think this might be more fun. Maybe. Right. I've been wrong okay. most of the time about most things. <laughs> So, Jake, All right. we're going to take the length of this, this next song. And lucky for us, it's Keith Urban, Blue Ain't Your Color, at 3 minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. A relatively a lo- long song. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to cram as much Marvel Cinematic Universe knowledge into our heads as we possibly can. Okay. And then we're going to come back. And if you can think of three questions. Okay. Don't be too specific, okay? Don't no, be no, that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So definitely be answerable. Okay. okay. Yes, okay. answerable questions. Okay. We like those. Yep. And, okay. And if you can stump us, then you get okay. to pick from our wonderful selection of miscellaneous prizes. And even if you can't stump us, you still get to pick from our wonderful selection of prizes. 
Yay! Ready, Melody? It's <laughs> <laughs> just this is gonna be so hard. Okay, okay. cramming begins. I can see you over there staring at your drink, watching that ice ink all alone tonight. And now we're coming back to it because Jake, you have you have three questions prepared for us. I do. Okay. Okay. It was it was tough to come up with three medium level difficulty. Because you're so smart. Because I, I am will just so say, smart. Trying to cram because there's so many movies, and then you're like, oh, all these different dimensions and planes, and they're mm-hmm. in some of the movie, and I just uh, this hurt my brain. It's 29 movies. Ugh. Yeah, like there's like something like 30. 3,700 minutes of Oh my god. Film. Yeah. We know, yeah. we, I mean, we knew that, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that because we're also <laughs> now experts in this category. So let's go with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Jake, question okay. number one. Okay. What was the first Infinity Stone that Thanos collected? Uh, well, there there are. I, we know there's the time stone. There's the time stone. There's the other ones. The other stones. Why didn't I look up which stones are? <laughs> there's That's, there's there's the red stone and when when you collect them all and snap your fingers, only the most powerful beings could even possibly hold that power. There's but you wipe out half the population. <laughs> Did you know that? There's not just time. There's also space. Yes. Um, there's something to do with the brain, like controlling the mind. Who did we get the first stone the, from? The, um, <laughs> but, but, we don't but, know, well, obviously. Uh, the power stone was the first stone he ah. got. And what movie does he get it in? No, does he get it in Iron Man? Is it Iron Man? In, Infinity War. Ah, yes. The other one. Avengers. Although, there is a cutscene of it at the end of Ragnarok. Right. So, I guess technically you could say Ragnarok, but like a Minecraft YouTuber, he got it off screen after Decimated Xandar. Ah, of course. Well, of course. Well, yeah. that well, part of the story. Everybody knows Jeez, that part Jake. of the story. Yeah. Also, yeah. everybody knows okay, okay. Ragnarok is Thor. Duh. Mm. Well, I mean, if we want to go into why Captain America isn't eating in the post credit scenes of Avengers, we could, but we don't have time for that no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. We just need to get to That is true. Question okay. number two. <laughs> okay. This one, this one should be easier, okay? It's come okay. up in like six movies. Okay. Yeah. What is Tony Stark's father's name? First name. Mr. Stark! No. <laughs> yes, his I'm first name wrong. is Mr. Good job. Oh, I know no. his I know it. I can picture yeah. him. Maybe he's named is he named after his dad? Is it Anthony Stark? The last name is the same. It's a so Stark. I'm half right. yeah. <laughs> it's the guy the guy from Mad Men uh, is who plays him. Which Whose guy? name is that? It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Sterling. I know his character's oh, name. Okay. Because Roger he plays. Roger Sterling plays Mark Stark. Oh, we're such dummies. I don't I, know. <laughs> oh. This is medium level. It's, this is like low level. We're just that bad at it. What is it? Uh, Howard. I knew that. That was my second guess. If you just gave me a chance, I was going to say that. <laughs> He oh, looks I'm like sorry. a Howard. Okay. Uh, well, well, luckily, luckily we have a last question. Oh God, and it, luckily. It, yeah. it should be easier. You've, you've okay. already won the silly prize, but what is the last question? <laughs> there has been three people to wield Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer. <laughs> one yes. of them was Thor. Yes. But if you can name one of the other two Captain people. Captain America! Yes. Yes! Yeah! Do you want the bonus, third one? Bonus prize if you can guess the last one. Jane! Jane, yes. 
Oh, there we go. You know what? You surpassed me because I forgot about James. Yeah! Redemption! So, what prize will you choose, Jake? We have expired chips from Scotland. Root vegetables with sea salt. Listen, they, they don't really expire. No. It's not like it's milk. You're not going to get that flavor anywhere else. We have, Option number two. We have... Keith Urban, The Speed of Now CD. Part one. Yes, you could win that. It's not the current CD, but it is a CD he did create. Or we have Van Hoyt. Van Hout? Van Hout. Keurig Coffee Pods. Keurig Coffee Pods. Original house blend or vanilla hazelnut. Well, I would go with the coffee because I think this is the third time I've talked to you guys in the Tim Hortons drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are sitting in the drive-thru, okay. Probably the last time you'll talk to us after that. Well, silly game, silly prize, all checks out, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to win something, we may or may not play again, <laughs> depending on whether or not which manager enjoyed that segment or not. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.